Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. We are all entitled to sexual health, just as much as physical and mental health. We want to make it easier for folks to find resources. However they engage with us, there's no wrong door. So it's important that people are able to get access to care that is affirming. Talking about what their sex life is, about their concerns, and to make sure they're healthy. Do it for them. Do it for you, Montgomery County. Your sexual health matters. Visit doitforyoumc.org. Hey everyone, Scott Hansen here from NFL Red Zone. I hope you're checking out one hour of Five Yard Rush, one of the best podcasts on NFL football in the UK. Welcome Rush Nation to the Daily Fantasy Sports Podcast with me, Mark Ferguson. The more reservant of you will realise that these are not the dulcet tones of Nick Owen. Sadly, he can't record the pod this week. So the powers that be at Five Yard Rush Towers have given me the keys to the pod. My first act was to find a special guest and I'm absolutely thrilled to say I've been joined by David Langley, better known as Real Poker Kid on DraftKings. He was part of the Fantasy Ashes winning team and also the Welsh World Cup fantasy team and also happens to be a very successful NFL DFS player. Hello David, how are you doing? Hello Mark, yeah I'm good thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be joining, hopefully um, I can give some insight today um, and hopefully help, um, yeah, help some viewers win some contests. Great. Um, let let everybody know, if you could, how you got into DFS in the first place. Right, yeah. So, um, mate, I've been playing poker um, for well, maybe like 15 years. I played online um, throughout like all the poker stars days and I played like live cash and stuff. So that's kind of how I got into it with the like DraftKings boom in the poker. It was all... Um, it was all sponsored back in the day, so that's kind of how I knew about DraftKings, and I was just waiting for it to come to the UK, really. So I've been playing really DFA, DFS since it came to the UK on day one kind of thing. Um, 
I've been into like playing fantasy sports since I was really young. Um, I play the fantasy leagues season long. Um, I've been playing like the NFL season long fantasy games probably since like 2010, so maybe 10 years. And I've always just really loved um, the fantasy content concept. So, so yeah, that's how I got into DFS. And yeah, I've been playing ever since I came to the UK. Wow. More experienced than a lot of UK players, then I reckon. <laughs> how's um? So how's this season gone for you so far? Oh, this season hasn't been great. I'm not gonna lie. I've just mainly been focusing on um the GPPs, the millionaire makers, just trying to get that that big score. I did put a lot of time and effort into the best balls um at the start of the season because that was a new concept and based on the season long fantasy which i've always obviously more um adept and i've been doing that for longer so i thought i would give that a go and i did really i was happy with my draft process i did i did i was i got so many players right kind of thing but it's just you need to be perfect for week 14 and week 15 and i was really unlucky one of my best lineups on week 14 I didn't have a quarterback. Um, Drew Brees, Carson Wentz, and Haskins all Ooh, went brutal. Like, all lost their jobs. So I had a monster team without the quarterback. So that was a bit brutal. And that's just been really been the the sum up sum up my years. Just hasn't gone my way. But we'll keep trying and hopefully um we'll get that big score. I think I'm going to end up about literally winning about a dollar on best balls <laughs> yeah. after all the time and effort. I know. Went into the about a dollar. It's brutal. I got I got a couple through um to the the next stage, but I didn't get anything to week fifteen, which is sad. But never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's um. I definitely best balls are great. I think a great way for season long players to get into DFS. However, if your skill is in the waiver wire, then it's absolutely pointless for you because there isn't one, and it's just the it's almost like the fittest team wins, isn't it? Yeah, I think everyone. I like in. DFR, like in fantasy, I think waiver wire is just just a bit tedious. Like I, I think everyone is happy um, just to get out of the way a lot of the time and just pick your teams and that to be done with it. So yeah, I know exactly what I mean. But yeah, that's kind of how I got into it with season long transitioning into DFR. So yeah, no, I definitely recommend it. Great. So week fifteen wasn't really. I think we've already discussed this. You build your lineups in a very similar way to me, correlated lineups, leverage plays, etc., etc. And week 15 definitely wasn't the week for players like us. There were far too many high-scoring players, far which which basically counteracts any sort of leverage or correlation. Part of that was it was 13 games late, I think, as well, which didn't help. Yeah, it was um, a big, big, really big slate. Um, just looking at some of the... Just looking at the winning millie maker lineup, um, there was Jalen Hurts was the quarterback, fifty nine hundred, Montgomery and Swift, Ridley, um, Corey Davis, um, Marvin Jones, Logan Thomas, Darnell Mooney, and the Seahawks. So, it wasn't really a lot of correlation there. You got again the two, the Detroit running back and the Detroit wide receiver without the quarterback. So, yes, yeah, it, um, it was a really weird one. Yeah, if you've got 237,000 entries on weeks like this, those sort of random where somebody just picks, happens to pick the nine best plays, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's going to win. And it's happened a few times in the last sort of five or six weeks. It's very hard to do over the long term, though, which yeah. is kind of what I always, you know, I was trying to preach about. But anyway, there you go. 
The good news is week 16 is only 10 games. So that should help players like us and people who listen to our podcast, hopefully. Definitely. So let's start with quarterback. So my expensive pick here is Deshaun Watson at 7.6K for Houston. Yeah. He's not got much to play for particularly, but he is in a dome in December, which I like. And we might talk about that a little bit later. All of the other pieces of Houston offense are really good value. So I really love the stacking options with him. And the other side of it is Bengals have the worst pass rush as well in the league. So you should have plenty of time to find open receivers. My value play here is Matt Ryan at 5.8K. I don't really like the value very much. Um, I know you like somebody even cheaper than that, but I'm not really a big fan of the value this week. And even though I've chosen Matt Ryan, I'm still a little bit dubious on him because he's playing outside in Arrowhead in December. All of his success, success pretty this year has always been indoors. In theory, he'll be playing catch-up because everybody expects the Chiefs to run out to a big lead. The other thing I like about Matt Ryan is we always know where he's throwing the ball, so stacking's relatively easy. So those are two quarterbacks I'm definitely looking at for my lineups. What about yourself? Yeah, um, just to touch on yours, I like Deshaun Watson. I mean, he's just a fabulous player, and he, he just always seems to put up points. Um, so, yeah, and there's a couple of, um, like you said, he's got Cox, um, Kiki Tukute, and Jordan Akins, who is a bit cheaper. Maybe we'll talk about him later. Um, Matt Ryan, yeah, I mean... He's been disappointing for me this year when I played him, but yeah, he's 5.8, and like you said, um, we know what his weapons are. Um, so yeah, um, going into my QB picks, um, so the last, um, I do like to look back at like previous um, previous um, winning lineups, um, try to an- analyse where, um, where other people have had success, really, and then try, try to learn from that. And the last three weeks, um, the winning QBs has been Jalen Hurts, um, Derek Carr, and Derek Carr. Um, Derek Carr was in there twice, and the prices has been fifty nine hundred, six thousand, and fifty eight hundred. So, like we've kind of been seeing these QBs can get points at their low price, and then it enables you to spend higher with other positions. So that's kind of where um, I've been kind of looking. Where I feel like this significant value is at sixty one hundred for Baker Mayfield. Um, He's just playing really well. Um, he, I think he's underpriced. His last three games, he's averaging 29 points. And he's playing the New York Jets, who have been um, just generally really bad. I'm looking back to one of the previous um, winning lineups. It was week 13. Um, Derek Carr was the winning QB. He played the Jets, and obviously Darren Waller went nuts. And I'll go into one of my other favourite plays a bit later on. But yeah, mm. I really like Baker. Um, I just think he's got upside. Um, and like I said, averaging twenty nine points over the last three games. I yeah, I'm I'm in on Baker. He's playing really well. My other um, similar um, lower value play that I really like is Andy Dalton. Um, he's playing Philadelphia. Um, Jalen Hurts was the um, leading quarterback last week but obviously they played Arizona and um, DeAndre Hopkins and Kyler Murray um, combined for 72 points against um, the Eagles. Um, 
I think this is going to be a relatively high-scoring game. It's basically a playoff game for both teams. Um, they both need to win it to stand any chance of making the playoffs. Uh, it's the second highest, second highest projected scoring game on the slate. Um, and Andy Dalton, he scored over 15 points in his last three games. Obviously, it's not um, kind of what we're looking for, but I really think he can leap up to close to 25-30 in this game. And yeah, I'll go into a couple of weapons that I like um, pairing him with later. But yeah, I, I'm in on Baker Mayfield and Andy Dalton this week. Funnily enough, I have pieces of both those offences later on in our picks. Uh, yeah. Baker Mayfield, I particularly like. I um, yeah, I was do our picks now. I was tempted to put him instead of Deshaun Watson, but um, I'll definitely have pieces of him. Um, they're on fire after those. Was it three games out of four where they were in the world's worst weather conditions, uh, where which really brought their, everybody's figures down for the Browns? Yeah, so yeah. That was um, they're they're just a team on the way up, and also looking pretty dangerous for the playoffs as well. I reckon. Yeah, no, they they um they're a really good team because they've got obviously the best run. They've got Charman Hunt. They've got two quality running backs there, which um just seems that Baker's just balling. He's playing really well. Um, they got a good they got a good solid offense. So yeah, I am, um, and the Jets are not too bad against the run. Like they're not great as a team in general, but I feel like Baker will be able to get to get them and put up some really mm. decent points. I think also the Jets a little bit like the Jaguars the last sort of like four or five weeks. I think they'll keep it more competitive than people expect for a yeah. Team well, such obviously it's a massive shot against the mm. um, Rams last week. Um, basically costing themselves Trevor Lawrence, which is just seems crazy. But um, it didn't seem like any of the players cared about that. Obviously, last week they were just trying to get a win. But, mm. um, yeah, um, yeah, I agree. I think they, they are playing um, they are playing tough. Um, like I said, I don't, they're not a great team. But, no. Um, yeah, no, I think, um, I think that could um, be a nice scoring game for Baker. We're not we're not allowed to mention the, that Rams lost last week because Nick Owen, who's the usual co-host, is a Rams fan. Oh, so we're we're not allowed to mention that. So you know, Sorry, maybe yeah. this bit will get taken out in editing. I don't know. Poor Nick, poor Nick. Fingers crossed he won't listen. Anyway, <laughs> on to running backs. So who do you like at the running back position? Well, um, I like um, your pick, so we'll come to. Um, yeah. I talked a bit about this earlier, um, and I'll give some points on why I like your guys. Um, mm. But there's a tool that I really like as well. Um, Austin Eckler, um, I think he's, I think he's a he's a fab player. Um, obviously, he's um, pass catching running back. Um, in his four games back from injuries, he's had a staggering 38 targets of Justin Herbert. Um, that's in this DraftKings um, PPR format is just um, it's just so valuable. Um, you get a point for every catch. So um, yeah, I'm a big Austin Eckler fan. He's up against the Denver team. Um, oh, and not not great. Um, I think two games ago, Mike Davis scored 26.8 points against them, and last week, um, Buffalo, Devin Singletree and Zach Moss both. Um, both put up points. I think single threes had seventeen points, and Moss put up eighty-one yards rushing. So um, the only thing last week, Eckler only had sixty percent of the snaps again, sixty uh, percent of snap count against um, the Raiders, and he only scored eleven points, which I was a bit disappointed with. But in his four games back, he put up did, um, double-digit points every game. 
he's 7600 so um like we do need him to score um over 20 points here really to make value but i i think he will do that um so yeah i like austin eckler um my second play is levy on bell um he's with um clyde edwards and lee is gonna be out um so you get bell at 5.8 which for levy on bell is um in the bell cow role is just um it's just a steal um is kansas city playing in the highest projected game on the slate he's just gonna have all the red zone opportunities um he's involved in the passing game he's he's just he's levy on bell um obviously um he didn't have much luck with the jets but who who does um so yeah um they're my two guys eckler and bell this week um there was a third guy we just wanted to mention, um, David Johnson for Houston. This is dependent on Duke Johnson being out because he had um, 11, 11 targets last week and he caught all of them, 11 receptions. And if he, if he is um, the only really available running back against in that game, um, I think at 6.1, I think he's a viable play as well. Yeah, I've, um, in my article, I... I do for the weekend games. He's in there because I like that game as a whole, yeah. as a game to stack. Uh, it's it's a game without much for the either team to play with, as I said about um, Sean Watson. But there's an obvious way to stack that game to me. Um, but I'll just come on to that in a second. So my picks and I slightly stolen your one too. I know that because we we before the before we record this, we sort of know who we've picked, etc. And it just happened that I filled in the document first. <laughs> so my first player is David Montgomery. Uh, this is really a no-brainer, is it? Um, so Five Yard Rush Murph said about four or five weeks ago to anybody doing season long, get David Montgomery, get David Montgomery. His strength of schedule is so weak, you know, coming up towards the end of the season. And it had been really hard up until that point, and you'll never get him at lower value. And he was 100% right, because since he said that, he's been RB1, literally the RB1. Uh, so now he's up against the Jags, who give up the fourth most points to the position. Um, he's the bell cow. Can't see any reason for that to change. Uh, I think it'd be chalky, but I think this is one of those cases where it's really good chalk. Um, my second running back cheap value play is Giovanni Bernard at 4.8K. So, I mean, it's, it's crazy. It's two weeks ago. He had his first fumble in like 800 carries or something ridiculous like that, and he got benched after three carries. Whilst I know I had a lot of him that week, then last week he suddenly gets 25 carries and a target against the Texans. Oh, he's sorry, and he's up against the Texans this week, and they give up the second most points to the position. So pretty much, if you expect him to get the same, um, the same sort of usage then he's got to be a lock of 4.8k i would imagine yeah these are your one two as well i do believe for this week yeah um so geo bernard yeah like you said 4800 i mean it's just an absolute steal obviously um i believe these prices would have been out before that monday night game versus the steelers yeah um and in that game he he had 60 68% of the snaps, he had 26 touches and he turned that into 22 points. And like you said, that that's against the Steelers team. This week he's playing the Texans team who are just abysmal against the run. Um, Gio's always been a pass-catching back. Um, 
and he's, if he's getting 70% of the snaps and getting all them touches, yeah, I mean, he's just got to be a lot. You just you just put him in. Um, so, yeah, I like Gio. I also like David Montgomery, like you said. Um, he's been in the last two millionaire makers um, winning lineups. Um, last week, he was 7,000. He was only 5.6% owned. He scored 32 points. Um, That's crazy, isn't it? That is absolutely crazy. 5.6%. The week before, he was 6,500 and he was 22.9% owned. Um, so he's been in the last two millionaire maker lineups. And the week before, he actually wasn't in the winning lineup, but he was the RB1 on the slate and he was 5,500. Um, the only reason he wasn't was because it was the week that Derek Carr and Waller scored 50 points and Corey Davis um Scored forty points, at, um, and that they was in the winning lineup. But he he was the highest RB on the slate at fifty five hundred, and he wasn't in the millionaire maker lineup. So so yeah, he's just been a beast. Um, he scored twenty seven points in his last four, four at least twenty seven points in his last four games on DraftKings, and in his last game he had eighty eight percent of the snaps, and he had thirty four touches, which is just insane. And like you said, he's he's playing against the Jaguars. Um, He's going to get all the opportunities, all the touches, all the reds on looks. So, yeah, um, I think if this was like um, Christian McCaffrey putting up these numbers last year, probably you'd be looking at 10,000 at least for him um, off the back of these performances. But it's because it's David Montgomery. Um, he's still at a relatively acceptable price. I, I think there's every chance he'll be in the millionaire winning lineup again, to be honest. So, so yeah, I like David Montgomery. I think that's a great pick. Obviously, because of the way I like to play the game, I will definitely have some lineups with Trubisky and Robinson yeah. instead. Because Rob, because obviously I expect Montgomery to be fairly chalky. Yeah, I agree. Um, it wouldn't surprise me um, if I think yeah, it was in week fourteen. Montgomery and Robinson was both in the millionaire in lineup, but Trubisky wasn't the quarterback. Like I, I really wouldn't surprise me if like. Uh, Trubisky, Montgomery, or Robinson somehow going to a kind of winning lineup. Robinson have just been so he's so dominant this year. His stats, he's just done. He's a, I think there's only one game all season he hasn't put double digits. Um, yeah. so yeah, he's been fab as well. I yeah, like you said, I like um, I like um, Montgomery, but um, I totally agree. I think um, Sam. Trubisky Robinson lineups and even last week Darnell Mooney was in the winning lineup. Um I think that's yeah. a that's a um a good good game to attack. Um I think yeah. so so many of them players are underpriced just like because it's Chicago, like that's why. Yeah. And um and this is the sort of time of the season historically where you get situations like this, uh where you can attack these games and stuff. So yeah. but we'll come to that a little bit later. Um so, moving on to wide receiver, uh, I have some plays which actually link in with, again, your quarterback choices. My, my probably top play is Jarvis Landry at 6.9%. He's playing against the Jets. I mean, you know, you could probably end your analysis there, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Um, targets have, have been fairly consistent this year. They're fantastic, actually. And the Browns' offense is looking pretty potent at the moment, which is and at just the right time of year. So at 6.9K, it seems a really good price comparison with some of the other receivers. Uh, also like C.D. Lamb, linked with your Andy Dalton pick. Uh, don't be... People who just game log watch will look at last week's score and they'll be slightly deceived by it because six of those points came from that touchdown return on an onside kick. However, 
it's still a good matchup against Philly. Uh, Philly, there, you know, it's like you said earlier, it's a game they both need to. It's sort of like a playoff game for both of them, and that usually brings out the best in a lot of teams. So I expect them to receive plenty of targets. Moving on, you mentioned when we we're talking about Houston about you mentioned Cooks, Akuti, and Aikens, but actually my favourite player of the lot is Chad Hansen. A four point four k. I knew you are, Dan. I, I know. It's, I, 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 he has. He's been in every successful lineup I've had for the last two, or th- two weeks, three weeks, wherever he's been in there. Uh, so I've almost got an emotional attachment to him now. Uh, the same way as I have an emotional disattachment to Jordan Akins, yeah. I have an emotional attachment to Chad Hansen. Uh, however, there is some reasons to like him. You know, it's against um, it's against Cincinnati. He's Cooks came back last week and his targets were down, but that's only one week. You know, statistically, that doesn't mean a thing particularly, so I'm happy to take a chance with him again. And then this player, I'm just, I'm really just so excited about his price. At 3.2k is Jalen Guyton. He has so much big playability. His average at the target is over 16 yards, and that's at the top of the sort of viable fantasy receivers. If you look at people who've had like 50 targets and stuff, it's, it's in the top 10 easily. He can pretty much pay off his value on one play at 3.2K. Yeah. And, you know, Chargers are a very, very exciting offense, generally speaking. So at 3.2K, gosh, I think I might just lock him in to most of my lineups, to be honest, my tournament lineups anyway, not cash. Yeah, um, I, I like I like him. I like like him as a football player. He's really exciting when you watch him. Like you said, he he is really fast and he can just break break away off the defense and just one play and then that's lights out. Um, he is thirty two hundred, and we've seen like in the last three weeks um, of the millionaire um, winning lineups. Um, the flex position is it always seems to be now that like last three weeks anyway consecutively has been Moni, which was thirty nine hundred in the flex, Tyler Eifert thirty one hundred in the flex, and Robert Tony on thirty seven hundred. It just seems like that the strategy is ju- you just pay up for um them big running backs, wide receivers, and you just need to find the value in the flex. Um, that seems to have been working. Well, obviously, for the last three weeks, it's worked um, for the winner. So, yeah, I definitely think he's got big playability. Um, Keenan Allen's going to be back this week, probably, um, and maybe Mike Williams. And I know um, Johnson um, had, had a good game last week as well. So they have got lots of weapons and obviously Eckler. But yeah, like you said, it only takes one play with him. So so yeah, um, I like Landry, um, obviously, to go with um, Baker. Um, like you said, his targets have been the in the last four games. He's averaging 9.5 targets a game, which is just fab. And over the season, he's got a 24% target share um, of the whole team. So, so yeah, Jarvis is a beast. Um, I've always been a Jarvis fan. And CD's electric. Um, and, yeah, like you said, he goes with my um, Andy Dalton. So going into my um, wide receiver plays, um, I've got Cooper Cup. I've kind of... Um, just been waiting for him to go nuts all year and it kind of just hasn't worked out but I feel like this is a nice spot um again Rams versus Seahawks this week is a lot riding on this game um especially to win the division Rams need to win they've obviously got a fan- fantastic defense but they're up against Russ DK um 
So, yeah, I expect this to be a good um, competitive scoring game. Um, and Seahawks secondary haven't been great um, this year, um, to be fair. I really think Cooper Cup at 6.6 um, can have a big game. In his last three games, he's had 19 targets and he's made 18 catches, so only one only one drop. Um, so, yeah, basically... I, I've got a feeling Cooper Cup is um is going to go off at six point six, and Robert Woods is seven k as well. They basically the two main weapons for the Rams, so either one of them could go nuts. But I fancy Cooper Cup for this one. Is that the first time this season where Robert Woods is more expensive than Cooper Cup? Um, it's been relatively close. Um, yeah. I know last week I think. Was Cooper Cup 6.8 and Woods may have been 7? I'm not sure I, off the top of my head. But yeah, it's been relatively close all year. Um, but yeah, um, I've all, I'm always, I always lean towards Cooper Cup. Um, and this year, for the most part, Woods has been outscoring him. But I, um, I really feel like Cooper Cup is going to go nuts this week. I can feel it. Um, mm. My second one is Amari Cooper. Um Again, it ties into my um, Andy Dalton play. Um, he's got a really good relationship with Dalton since um, Dalton have kind of took over. Um, they've they put up some good games. Amari's been playing well. Um, he had his first bad game on the weekend, which I'm hoping will reduce ownership. Um, and Amari's kind of got a love-hate relationship with the DFS world. People either love him or they hate him because he... That's the good thing when you're trying to win um, a millionaire maker um, or the big tournaments is um, you need the guys with high ceilings who are just going to go nuts on uh, any given week. And Amari Cooper is one of them guys. He can go off at any point. Um, before his dad on the weekend, he had five consecutive double-digit games. He's, he's Like I said, he's been playing well. And we saw what DeAndre Hopkins um, did to that um Philly secondary last week. I'm not saying he's DeAndre Hopkins, but um, he's he's a fab player, Mari Cooper. Um, I don't need to really go into go into how good he is. Um, yeah, so I think he could definitely go off. Um, my third one is Russell Gage um, for Atlanta. They are playing obviously um, Kansas City. Um, projected the highest game on the slate. Um, Julio, I don't believe um, is expected to play, but even if he was, um, Gage has been getting um, good luck. He's had 25 targets in his last three games. He's had over 15 points in his last three games. Matt Ryan trusts him. He always looks for him. Um, we know Calvin Ridley is the the speedster. Um, the Honey Badger for Kansas is probably going to um, at least be looking um, at Ridley. Um, hopefully, we'll leave um, gaps for Gage. Um, I expect him to go over that 15 points again and I really like the value at 5.1 we know the game script really we we think um, the Falcons are going to be chasing the game, throwing the football um, Kansas City's obviously a, just a, an awesome team um, so yeah I really like Russell Gage and then my third my final um, wide receivers basically um, it's kind of a bring back with my like Baker, Landry and I'll um, go into my tight end in a bit but um, is for the Jets, um, Perriman or Mims? Am um, I not quite, quite sure? I, I think I'm leaning towards Perriman at 3.9, but Mims is 3.6. Um, again, we talked about how um, the Jets, um, like they're not a great team. We expect um, Cleveland to win this game and put up points, but um, 
in saying that, um, it means the Jets are going to be chasing the game. We expect them to be throwing Perriman at the end of last year with the Bucks and, and in spells for the Jets. He, he's capable of putting these big, big performances up. He's going to get the targets. I mean, at 3.9, I mean, it's just a bargain, I think. And even Denzel Mims, he's been getting um, loads and loads of um, targets. And yeah, I think both of them could be, I could see them being in the winning lineup. And I do love the, like, running it back with, if we do go with um, Baker and uh, a receiver for the Browns, we run it back with a Jets player. Um, I like that correlation. It was working out earlier in the season. Um, it hasn't really been um, in any of the winning lineups lately, um, but I I will stick to my process. I try and just believe in what, what I'm doing. So, yeah, I'll run it back with um, one of them Jets right receivers. And, yeah, that's my pick. I... I've been picking Perriman and Mims for like six or seven weeks. I've been hurt too much. Yeah. It's like Jordan Aikens just being hurt too much. And, and which, like you say, we, when we had Murph on the um, pod a few weeks ago, he said about this is Perriman season. Yeah. You know, everybody talks about Dehember and Derek Henry and all that, but actually, Perriman, it was Perriman season. It just hasn't, doesn't have such a good Well, name. to be fair, it was pe- kind of Perriman season last year. He finished it like an absolute mm. storm with the Bucks. Um, he was just fab. But yeah, I know exactly what he means. He was hoping that it would kind of continue, but it's just hard mm. with the Jets. I mean, the Jets are not a great team. I mean, Perriman had, he had a breakout game against the Patriots. Um, he had five for 101 yards and two touchdowns. He had 30 DraftKings points. And then in his two games after that, he had double digits against the Chargers and Miami. Um, but the last three has been kind of disappointing. But I feel like um, the reason that I'm attacking this game with Baker and Landry, um, I feel like this is this game lends to being high scoring. And the Cleveland Browns, I mean, Corey Davis went crazy. He was in the winning lineup a couple of weeks ago. He went crazy against the Browns. I think he put up like 11 catches, 180 yards or something. So I think um, I can definitely see one of these Jets wide receivers like going over and above their price point. I mean, 3.9 and 3.6K. Um, I think they both could. I think they both could meet value. But um, I'm leaning toward Perriman. Um, I I tend to do that. I go towards the wide receiver one in these situations. Um, I expect him to get the targets. Um, so yeah, um, I, I like that play. Yeah, this and this is the this is one of those classic end of season style games. Yeah, yeah, garbage does something time, you don't yeah, expect. Yeah, yeah, that's, and that's got, what we look you know, for. especially with the Jets now having, you know, it's almost like they they haven't got anything not to play for anymore. Yeah. If you see what I mean, because the Jags are going to lose the last last two yeah. games, so the Jets have got nothing not to play for, and so they might suddenly feel, I don't know, just just the you know all the shackles are off, they're relaxed and stuff, and they just they score a lot of points. However, Sapin said that I still I will still struggle to play them. However, I love the Cooper and Gage, Cooper and Gage picks. Uh, I was on Gage last week as well. That is. Price and I don't think it's gone up enough when you look at his targets, no, especially no. with people around him. It's crazy. Yeah, I totally it's, agree. He's gone up by four hundred k or something, and especially nuts. in this matchup as well, because like we fully expect um, Atlanta be to be throwing. 
Um, we know Ridley's the the top dog, and they're gonna mm-hmm. obviously um, whether they'll double coverage him or like Gage is just in that nice nice space in the middle of the field. Ryan's always looking for him. He trusts him. He he's like I said, he's got fifteen points at least in his last three games. Um, so yeah, I think at five point one is just an absolute steal. Do you think Ridley's too expensive now at eight point five k? Oh, I mean, uh, I I. Been playing. I just don't like the matchup against um, against the Chiefs um, for Ridley. To be honest, um, as a like when you look at the, um, just getting right. Let's have a look. Um, Ridley is the second highest um, valued wide receiver on the slate. Um, obviously, we got Tyreek Hill is the highest. It's just no way in the world I'm playing Ridley over Tyreek. Um, Tyreek, I love the matchup for him and Kelsey. Obviously, the them two are just balling out. Um, DK Metcalf is the third highest. I don't love that. I'm avoiding DK this week. He's against Jalen Ramsey. I'm not interested in that. Like I would prefer Allen Robinson over Ridley. I would prefer Woods over Ridley. Um, with the discount, I mean, Woods is fifteen hundred cheaper than Ridley. I'm just not willing to pay five hundred for Ridley. So yeah. To answer your question, I think yeah, I he's just too expensive for me this week. I think the pricing is great this week on DraftKings, and the fact that you have to make these decisions. Yeah, like you said, you can't you can't play all the top players, and it's I just think they've got the pricing completely right this week. Uh, but there you go, makes it more fun, doesn't it? Yeah. So we'll move on to tight end, which historically we don't spend masses of time talking about because the tight end position this year yeah. has been a shambles. If you don't play, um. Kelsey, (laughs) then, you know, who do you play? And even last week, Kelsey didn't really hit value. He was the second highest tight end, but it was still very disappointing. Yeah. So um, who have you gone for a tight end position? Um, I really like Austin Hooper um, for the Jets. Um, This is kind of my um, main play with Baker. Um, In his return last week, um, I think he missed week 14, returned in week 15. He had six targets and a touchdown. Um, Baker Mayfield um, always um, looks for him I I think they got a fairly decent um, quarterback tight end relationship but it's mainly attacking the Jets against tight ends they've just been awful in their five games since the bye um, last week Tyler Higby um, had four catches for 67 yards and a touchdown the week before Will Disley I mean he's not Hmm. hardly the top tight end but yeah even Will Disley had two for 23 and a touchdown the week before Waller went absolutely crazy for 13 catches 200 yards and two touchdowns Mike Gesicki went for 235 and a touchdown and the week before Hunter Henry was four for 48 and a touchdown so they've um, allowed at least one touchdown in the last five games since the bye against tight end um, they just leak in yards leak in touchdowns um, so yeah I think Austin Hooper 30 3.5 is just a bargain play. Um, yeah, so just lock him in, I think. Yeah, and um, the Jets are the worst. They give up the most points to the tight end position by, you know, almost two points, which yeah. when you're given, when you're talking about 18 points, that's quite a lot. So, yes, I think that's a pretty safe bet. And actually, I hadn't really been considering him until you mentioned him, but now he's definitely on my list. He's going to be in my pool. Um, for me, sort of linking in with, the game script we were talking about a little bit earlier, I'm going with Dallas Goddard at um, 3.6K. 
Uh, Jalen Hurts, like most rookies, seems to feel pretty comfortable throwing to his tight ends. So I think it was 15 targets between Goddard and Hurts last week. I think, I mean, it's funny, you picked a tight end at a similar price range to Goddard. I think if you're not going to pay the 8.5k for Kelsey, which is just really stretching it, because as much as Kelsey gets talked about like he's a wide receiver, he actually isn't in terms of his target. If you look at his average depth of targets, and, the, and he's really not a wide receiver in comparison with, say, at 8.5k, I'd rather play Calvin Ridley than Kelsey. Well, not necessarily in that matchup. Yeah. In this matchup, but generally speaking, I'd rather play an 8.5k receiver than a tight end, even though it's Kelsey. Um, so, yeah, it's an interesting one for me this week, tight end. Yeah, um, the thing is with Kelsey this week, um, I, I agree in more spots, especially like um, Ridley usually has that just breakaway, like he can just completely destroy a slate, Calvin Ridley. Um, we've seen him do it a couple of times where he can put up them big, big numbers. Um, and yeah, like, like you say, Kelsey is usually like um, short catches. But in in his last seven games, He's had eight or more catches, which is just phenomenal for a tight end. Seven straight games with eight or more catches. He's currently second in the league in receiving yards. He's aiming to be the, um, I think he's like four yards behind um, DeAndre Hopkins. Um, so he can be the first ever tight end to, to win that. Um, so that's something to look for. Um, I I, I th- It wouldn't surprise me if Kelsey was in the winning lineup this week, i got to be honest. At eighty five hundred, I could, I could, because you can, you can pay, pay up for him at tight end, and even just put Hoffman Oprah in the flex because that's that's been um, a successful strategy. Like we were saying earlier, with them flex, if you can just get that that cheapy three um, K option, um, that can definitely work. And this week, I think I would prefer Kelsey over Ridley. I feel like um, the floor is just there for. For Kelsey, I, I fully expect him to put up big numbers. Um, he's chasing all these records. Um, so, yeah, I, I like Kelsey. Um, i got to be honest this week. I, I like it. You can't not like him. Yeah, I just, yeah. Because, he's, because of his price, he's being priced like a wide receiver. I just use Ridley as an example here because he's the same price. Yeah, and exactly. For example, Ridley's got a... His average, average depth of target is five yards further than Kelsey. Kelsey's eight and a half and, he's, and Ridley's 13 and a half. If I look at it in that respect, do I, you know, you can't really afford to pay for both Hill and Kelsey this week, I don't think, in one lineup. Yeah, that's... Well, the, uh, you, you, yeah. Can, you can, literally you can, mathematically you can, but I just don't think it's viable. I think I'd rather play for Hill than Kelsey if that was the case. Yeah, I probably agree. Again, we saw what Tyreek um, did to the slate against the Tampa Bay. I mean, he can just completely destroy the slate. Um, he put up 60 points against Tampa Bay. And when you look at this matchup, like I am a little bit scared for Atlanta, Atlanta um, the defensive backs because he can just he could burn them alive. We saw what Antonio Brown did on that winning play against um, against Atlanta last week. He was two steps in front of the of the cornerback, and obviously um, Tyreek will be three steps in front of that AB. So so yeah, um, yeah, it could be carnage. It really could for. For Tyreek this week, you could completely destroy it. I totally agree. The other thing is about this game in particular, and you know, it's it's good that we're talking about it because it's the game with the highest implied total on the slate. However, this really could be a sort of thirty-five to seven win to Kansas City. 
because Atlanta have done this so many times over the years where they start, they're looking really good because they've, they've had three home games out of four in the last, three out of four of their last home games being home in the dome. And then they go to somewhere like Arrowhead and, and they just do nothing. And you could really, you could really see that. So I'm not particularly saying I would pick Ridley over, um, over Kelsey. I'm just using him as an example of why oh, I think yeah. Kelsey's price might be a tad too high for me. But we'll see. I have to have him in one of my lineups, I think. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I agree. I always get that worry with Kansas City that they can just completely blow an opposition out. I think they did it to Denver, didn't they? And um, it was quite a while back now and then took all their starters off. Um, but um, yeah, oh, when when you're paying them price for for them wide receivers and tight ends, you just you're just praying that they they go off. Um, but I I agree. I I, I have Tyreeks probably just ahead of Kelsey, but um, it is you are um, you are risking it. Um, but um, I feel like I feel like you'll be safe this week. And you're you're another you're, you're another guy who likes correlated plays. I just think you have to, if you're going to correlate this game in any way, I personally think you have got to play Ryan as the quarterback so that you can put Hill or Kelsey on the other side. I just yeah. run and gauge with. Um, yeah, Ryan engage and run it back with one of them. Yeah. I like that. Or even um, like Le'Veon and one or the other um, of yeah. um, Tyreek and Kelsey. Um, and then you're just hoping that Le'Veon gets the touchdowns, really, like the, mm. the, the maybe two rushing or something. And then your guy gets the two or three um, passing ones. But yeah, no, I definitely could see a way where um, that's, that's in a winning lineup this week, 100%. Because yeah. every week, about a quarter of my lineups traditionally will be Mahomes, Hill, and Kelsey as a starting yeah. point. But I can't, you just can't do it this week. Because they no, just took, they just took it. Yeah, they, they just priced out. And I've got to be honest. Like over the season, I have been kind of go, going down this road, especially at QB. Not so much at um, wide receiver and tight end because I very rarely would fade Tyreek or Kelsey at any point. I usually would have some, but probably Mahomes. I haven't really um, throughout the season. I haven't had too much Mahomes just because he's always so much more expensive and we we've saw we see with the winning lineups like last week Jalen Hurts at fifty nine hundred put up forty points and we saw like Kyler last week was seven thousand he put up um it close to forty points as well. So I feel like with QB you can get them points um even though it's a bit riskier. I feel like you want to put the homes in because you know oh he's my safer bet. But we're like, we are trying we're trying to find the lower priced um, QBs who are just going to have that one good week or um, are going to get us that then big points. So that's kind of what I search for every week. Yeah, there's no there's no cheap running running quarterbacks this week. Now it's only this week. It's only Hurts and Jackson on their seven and eight k. So yeah. there's no value there in that respect. Um, but running quarterbacks have been like the friends of DFS players this week this year definitely oh definitely well Josh mm. Allen had a monster game he wasn't on the yeah. big slate last week was he but um, yeah Josh Allen has been fab this year he's, he's my favourite non-Washington player in the league <laughs> by a long long way Josh Allen love Josh Allen he's so much fun to watch he's fab he's a really good player yes, I wasn't sold is. on him when he came into the league I gotta be honest I wasn't um, I wasn't sure what like if he was going to be the real deal but yeah no he's he's a fabulous player he's turned out really good he's just so much fun and I love the fact that he's showing the critics as well that he's a quality player and stuff yeah, because he's, yeah. he's got so much stick over his career which has been you know unjustified in my view 
there you go. Anyway, God, that's I think that's the longest we've ever talked about the tight end position. I've done quotes with my fingers there because we barely talked about tight end. Um, <laughs> okay, moving on to my other favourite position, defence. Uh, I'm going to start off. I'm going with picking the Seahawks at 2.6k. Now, at the beginning of the season, we were targeting the Seahawks defence with wide receivers, etc. But they've really improved recently, and that's mainly due to gaining a pass rush. They've scored at least nine fantasy points each of the last four weeks, although admittedly those have been against poor offensive teams. But they, they have been racking up the sack total still. They are, they are my genuine, my favourite play. However, as I always say on this pod, I would never miss out on a skill position player to put in a defence. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to end up playing the Jets D at 2K in most of my lineups because they've done pretty well for me this year. Uh, who do you like at defence, David? Um, yeah, the paying down at defence has, like has like you said, it's just seemed to have worked this week. Um, you have got to take a bit of a chance. But um, yeah, I understand that. Um, my favourite play, though... Um, they're not a super cheap um, option. They're actually the, the seventh highest um, priced on DraftKings at 3200 but it is the um, Indianapolis Colts. Um, they're just playing really good defence. Um, they've got some really good players um, on defence, um, Leonard um, and a few others. Um, they put up double digits in three consecutive games. And against good, like what you would consider, uh, like they played Deshaun Watson twice. Um, I know it's the Texans, but it's still Deshaun Watson. He's always dangerous. And Auckland Raiders, who um, we've seen have been, um, Derek Carr has been in two of the last three um, millionaire um, makers um, winning lineups. Um, so that that's... Um, like decent offenses, and they've um they put up double digits in each game. Um, this week they're playing against Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh. Um, the wheel seem to have fell off. They was eleven and zero. They're now eleven and three. Um, I think this is the second or third lowest projected game on the slate, and the Colts are favourites. Um, Pittsburgh haven't really got much of an offense going at the moment. They they don't seem to have a ridden game. Um, I know James Conner's been injured. Um, Benny Snell. He did okay um, on Monday. Um, but, yeah, I haven't really got any faith in Benny Snell. Um, and the pass catchers, I mean, Jojo seems to be more interested in dancing than catching footballs. Um, and Deontay, um, Deontay is a great player. He's probably a good player this week, actually. Um, I think he's like 6,300. Um, but um, he gets lots of targets, but he drops balls. And... Yeah, I just feel like I can see the Colts reaching our double digits again. Ben, Big Ben is just not looking the same. Um, I think on Monday, was it like 170 yards in a pick um, and one touchdown? It wasn't great. Um, and he, just to pass the eye test when you look at him, he just doesn't look good. Um, i got to be honest, I think he's on a kind of on his way out. So, yeah, I fancy the Colts. Um, I feel like they'll reach double digits. I, I like the Colts this week. Yeah, I really like them as well if I have that money left over. Yeah, they're not, they're not cheap. They're 3,200. Mm. Um, so, yeah. It's, but, it's, it's, again, it's not too... Like, we've seen some of the elite defences this year um, at, like, around 4,500. Like, then you have got to give up on a skill position player kind of thing. But at 3,200, I feel like um, with some of the good value plays we've identified, um, hopefully um, I'll be able to get them in. But, yeah, I like the Colts. It's amazing how the Steelers were... 11-0. And then the yeah. way that they've 
it's not even like I wouldn't even say it's a decline because it's almost like a giant step down and they've stayed low. Yeah. It's um it's just staggering really. Well they and, was really unlucky I think because they lost a couple of big defensive players and I feel like all year they was just relying on that defense because their offense hasn't been there pretty much all year they was just um relying on on a big um that big performance from the defense every week and like you will never be able to take away from like a Mike Tomlin coach team they're always going to be well coached they're always going to be up for it they're always going to be capable of winning games but Ben is just not firing he's just not there he doesn't look the same I, I think he's in well I I know he's in decline. Um, so, yeah, I feel like Ben's on his way out. Um, so, yeah, um, that's kind of why I'm attacking, um, attacking Pittsburgh this week. It's crazy that their offense is misfiring with all the um, offensive weapons they have. Yeah, they are just, yeah. they've, got, they've got so many riches. It's, it's just nuts. But there you go. So, normally, this time of the show, me and Nick would pick our tiers lineup for this week. But... Actually, our tier season is over because last week I scored 180 points and I was so pleased and arrogant almost that I scored 180 points. Because last the week before, David, I lost. I scored 174 or something like that and I lost. Now, 174 is usually going to win you a lot of money. Yeah, and I lost against him by, about, by, by like four points. So this week I scored 180 points. I was like, this is the week. I'm bringing it back. It turns out Nick scored 184 points. Wow. So he is truly the king of tears. Well done, Nick. I think, yeah, I think, I, think, I think Nick should probably do his own pod specifically on tears with those sort of consistent scores. So he's 5-2 up on the series season, and that's it. The season's done. Anyway, David, thank you very much for stepping in for, for Nick. It's yeah. been absolutely fantastic. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been a pleasure. As we always say on this, at the end of this pod, remember these are just our opinions it's your money it's up to you to gamble responsibly but more importantly it's up to you to draft responsibly happy christmas everybody merry christmas HIV epidemic is not over. HIV is still here. The face of HIV is so diverse. The biggest thing to reduce HIV stigma is just to talk about it. Testing and PrEP and HIV treatment and how effective it is today. Undetectable equals untransmittable. Whether you're positive or negative, there's not a wrong door. Whether it's testing or whether it's treatment, do it for you, Montgomery County. Learn more about HIV testing, treatment, and prevention at doitforyoumc.org. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.